Hello, and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or welcome back. There it is. There it is. There it is. We knew it was coming. We were waiting with bated breath this week. I figure if I spend enough episodes talking shit about the welcome back, then it'll go away. Thus far, I have been unsuccessful. And we're we're into into 2022. Correct, correct, yeah. So we'll see if it makes it to the end. Maybe that's my goal for 2022 with the podcast. All right, I'll come up with something. I don't care about what topics we talk about or what insight we may or may not offer people. It's just kill the welcome back. So I guess you've been doing well since you just started out of the gate on my rants. (laughs) I mean, you know, we we all have, we have days and weeks and months and months and months and weeks and days. And I don't know how many I have left. So there's that. There is those. (laughs) All the doom and gloom. So this week, folks, we're talking about um, deception, misinformation and disinformation. Because we, you know, we talk about that stuff over here, touches on technology. It's just normal, run-of-the-mill, easy-to-understand yeah. concepts, really. Yeah, you know, basically, if you know what the onion is, I mean, it's fake satire. And, you know, that's <laughs> disinformation, right? No. No, it's totally disinformation. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell, here's a little thing. And, and we will actually cover this more in depth because we've already done a podcast on it. But oh, the, the number. I'm, I'm running. I'm, oh. I, I'm running. I'm running, you know, trying to do some show notes for this episode and trying to dig into some stuff. And I tell you what, this was this was the week to do this topic because, you know, basically Elizabeth Holmes made the news, you know, and I would think, OK, between that and a few other things, it's like I just want to get to like the. The old, like the stuff we knew years ago, not now, you know what I mean? (laughs) But I, I, I do find it interesting. So even looking right now, because this is one of the things that came up, one of my tabs, I just left it open. You know, it's CNN's reporting this out, Axios, everybody's reporting this out, you know, because she actually got, I guess, out of the 11 charges, she took four Four, of them. Four of them stuck, yeah. Which is, if you haven't listened to it, we'll reference it again on the Twitters, but we're going to do a follow-up when we know a little bit more. I want to dig down. It was a very technical trial as apt. I mean, yeah. When, when you're talking about technology, it's a technical trial. Tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in potential wire fraud. Well, then we can say wire fraud. She's been found guilty yeah. until so in the meantime, but yeah, it's, but it's uh, again, very technical. like some of the financial stuff that went on very much like big bank stuff, like the, the, good for the jury to even wade into the materials because I can't imagine you know, how you accept money, oh, what yeah. you said, are you, were you just braggadocious? Did, did you have a thing? Did you sort of have a thing? What were the, yeah, t- yeah, was, it, yeah. was there intent or yeah. was it, was it just blind naivety, like ignorance is bliss kind of thing? Uh, Cause you don't know, like maybe her people were telling her one thing because right. they didn't want to lose their job or the money and she's just a figure, you know, like there's yeah. a lot to weigh on and I, I haven't watched the trial and I wasn't present. So, and you know, no, and I have a few judgment and speculation. I have a few podcasts I listen to and, you know, they'll get into the weeds on this on the legal side because we're, you know, we're not attorneys, but like, you know, Joyce and Preet over there on cafe insider, I'm sure will get into it and, you know, re-explain intent. That's a hard one to prove and wrap your head around when you're, especially when you're into technical stuff like this. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, intent's always, a, a very difficult one because well, who would know? Right. You know, other than the person that allegedly committed a crime, unless they've bragged about it or told somebody Correct. or communicated yeah. in advance, you know, in a premeditated fashion, like, Hey, I'm going to go kill this person. 
But this is interesting. Before we leave this little tidbit of information here, the insider reported out, I guess, Elizabeth Holmes' um, juror. This is a quote. It was tough to convict a likable CEO. Well, sure. By likable, did he mean like 36 C's or? Well, I mean, no, but but going to our point about confirmation bias or deception. Incredibly chauvinistic of me there, but you know, everyone. Well, she changed her voice. She came, she goes into character or something. uh, You know, yeah. It's a little weird. She's a weird one. Yeah. That one. Slightly. I'd buy her a cup of coffee, have a conversation and be really interesting. I think. Would you, um. Would, who would pay? <laughs> like when she's ordering her like nineteen dollar latte or whatever, yeah, you'd I mean, be like, I'd pay oh, for it. And you know, I'm not a rich old white guy. I'm just an old white guy. I yeah, suppose. there you go. So, history of disinformation, my friend. It's been around forever. And yeah. Deception. Yeah, deception. I think is a. It, it's an intrinsic part of being alive. You know, whether it be as a human or an animal or even plants to some degree. You know, they mimic things or camouflage themselves and they have all of these, you know, evolved traits or behaviors that involve deception inherently uh, simply as a survival mechanism. Like it's part of our DNA. Well, yeah, and some animals do it. I mean, I was doing some research for this and doing show notes. It was kind of fun. I came across a uh, National Geographic source about just various animals, whether or not that's a gray squirrel that like pretends to bury a cache of, you know, nuts in one place and covers them up. And then, you know, secretly, this is where my shit's actually yeah, stashed. I've actually got a stash over here and it's, it's the, it's the mother load as it were. And then birds, man, they're, 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 they're tricky as shit. Yeah, no, they do it. And you know, like there's so many behavioral deceptions, but they're even like evolutionary deceptions. Like think about like insects, like certain moths have evolved this camouflage patterning to make them look like leaves or Walking sticks or animals have, you know, fake eye spots, peacocks or even tigers have them on your, on their ears mm-hmm. to mimic, to mimic a thing. Like these, these are just evolved physical characteristics, um, that are in place essentially to deceive, you know, other or, creatures or to get other creatures to f- fall prey. Well, that's still a deception. That's an right. act of deception, right. you know, whether it's for, for survival or, um, uh, a predatory thing. Either way, Either way there's yeah. a deception involved. There's some level of deceit. So it's interesting. So I, I was, you know, Googling around doing my thing, but early history of, you know, stuff, myths and disinformation spreading around. So now we'll go for two, because there's a component of all, it's all tied together in one way or the other. Started with political rivals in an, in an imperial and the Renaissance Italy. And, you know, with fake speaking statues and all sorts of, just stuff to just put stuff out there and confuse people and get them to do this or do that. And, you yeah. know, similar. You, you run the rumor mill long enough. Yeah. You know, people start to believe it because they hear it secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand, mm-hmm. the telephone game gets played and then suddenly a trusted friend is repeating a thing that his second cousin's uncle Joey's ex-girlfriend saw and it's accepted as fact because it came from a trusted source. Folklore. I mean, there's some old hoax that has still yet the Bible to, here. Yeah. <laughs> but in your, so in your opinion, for listeners that have just started listening to us and haven't gone far back, Brandon has some skills like 
you know, as an illusionist and, you know, has followed magic in his entire life. When your opinion are people, do people want to be deceived? Like when, when you, when you do a thing, do you think they want to be deceived or, or are they there to go? I know this isn't right. It can't be right. And then if like their friend or their spouse is there and they're like, well, I saw it too. Like how much is, uh, I don't know. What's your, what's your opinion? It, I mean, I don't think there's a, there's a catch all answer for that. Um, mm. I would say inherently, yes, we want to be deceived as human beings. Uh, whether we realize it or not, we have certain biases and everything else. We want to be deceived. We want the world to match our reality and our reality is really just a construction we've created in our own head and so the more that external reality matches our internal reality, ideally the happier we are. So yes, we want to be deceived. So they just by our very nature. So even though they even want though you to have we that may power. not be we may not be aware of that need for deception. We want things to line up with our expectations, with our wants, with our needs, with our desires, with our perceptions. And when they do, we don't even question it half the time. This you know, is as, an, a, as a as a philosophical view. Okay, this is until um, you steal their wallet. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the magic point of view, um, some people want to be deceived. Some people people you know can appreciate it as an art form or as an entertainment or whatever you want to call it, and and go, ooh, show me something that's seemingly impossible, and I don't care, hmm. right? Like I don't care to know the secret. To the thing, even though they know, like, there's an implied contract of deception in a, in a performance of magic to some degree. Um, ethical. Ethical magic. I mean, well, yes, we could make the argument uh, because there definitely are there's mis- gypsies mystery and, entertainers. As well, and were, gypsies mystery and performers pickpocketers or around the world. Or whatever yeah. word we want yeah. to use that very much would have you believe um, what they're doing is founded in some sort of supernatural or not so understood phenomenon or power or what have you. Uh, and then there are other people that, you know, tooth and nail for whatever reason, they just have to know the secret and they're out to get you. Like they, they pad you down and stuff. It's, I've had, dude, I've had everything happen over the years. And really? you know, as you mature as a performer, you kind of learn strategies to manipulate that situation to your advantage <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and also to eliminate that that conflict and confrontation uh, because it shouldn't be there. You know, it's not, haha, I fooled you, you're stupid and I'm smart, uh, which we have all seen those magical entertainers that kind of come in the, in the room like, I've got the big swinging magic dick and I'm going to fool yeah. you. And it's not about fooling you. I think it's about sharing an experience that you wouldn't normally get to experience because, well, it's magic. Right. Like there's no magic in the world. I wish there was prove me wrong. I'd be the happiest camper in the world. But in the meantime, my understanding, there's no real magic. So to experience something that seems impossible can be like a gift to somebody. And you go, oh, man, that's really fucking cool. I don't know how you did that. I don't care. It's just the experience of uh, because like I'm going to go on this huge (laughs) long rant, but magic doesn't exist. Is it too late for me like, to say if anybody has any younger listeners? I mean, we are marked explicit because we swear sometimes, you know, who still believe in Santa and things like magic or adults for that reason. I mean, if, you fair know, enough. You know, spoiler if, I, if, alert. If, if I pop some balloons or whatever, it, it is what it is. But magic as an entertainment doesn't even exist. 
like what I do, what I, what I sit and practice by myself, you know, and rehearse and whatnot, that's not magic because I have all of the information, right? I, right. I have the method in my head, whatever surreptitious activity I'm doing behind the scenes that you wouldn't see, I'm fully well aware of. And so it's simply the application of physics and mechanics and maybe some linguistic deception or psychological principles at work. Magic in that sense only ever exists to the audience. It can exist in isolation. It can exist for the performer alone, practicing or rehearsing. None of that. Like if you play a piece of music on piano, that's even if you're alone in a room, it exists as a piece of music. Magic only exists in the observer's head. That's the only place. Interesting. Because they have to ask the questions. The trap doors have to fall and they have to be left with no explanation other than that's impossible. And anybody performing it knows the explanation. Therefore, it does not exist. It's And so it kind of circles back to what I was saying before. Hmm. We may or may not be aware of it, but we all do want to be deceived. To some extent. To some extent, whether that be our partners or our spouses or anything like the little white lies to keep us happy, comfortable and complacent. Interesting. Um, you know, we might not even be aware of them, but you want those mm. things there because if you had to deal with a hundred percent truth and honesty and reality 24 seven in your life, you'd probably be pretty miserable prick. Interesting. Ask me how I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I totally sidebar rant there, but you got me talking about magic. That's something I'm very passionate about. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, that is what it is. So do we want to take a break and then come back here and talk about, you know, when things go wrong? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, we'll get into the deception, misinformation and disinformation on a much larger scale. Hmm. All right. We'll be right back. Sit tight. from break and uh we were talking about the, the fun the fun side of uh well for the most part but are we back from break yeah we took a break or are you just deceiving people <laughs> but no, seriously, we're actually back from break here. Can we stop that music? Oh my goodness. It's way out of control. I, I, I couldn't resist. I had to. I just, I went, yeah, that's funny. deceiving people. That's so great. At the risk of becoming the boy that cried wolf. Well, you, are we actually back from break yet? <laughs> folks? So this is what happens when the, when the, when the sound engineer guy is also the person you podcast with. This is what happens to me. You know, it was funny in my head. I'm like, I'm going to do a thing. Yeah, whatever. Why not? <laughs> Just <laughs> now I've got break laughing. right into break. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Dan's sitting across the table going, what, what, like, what, 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 what's happening? I'm like, that, that just hammering home the point. You can't trust the sources you get your information from. It's on you 
to uh, verify its veracity. Well, okay, so let's. Were. All right, so then we'll, we'll jump in. We'll, we'll jump <laughs> was, into this. Was that a transition or what? There? That was good. That was there good. There we go. Yeah. So you know, according to the Wiccas or whatever, the first large scale misinformation campaign was the Great Moon Hoax. It was published in 1935 by the uh, New York Sun. It's a series of articles claiming to describe life on the moon, complete with illustrations of humanoid bat creatures and bearded blue unicorns. All right. Humanoid bats and bearded blue unicorns. I think it was like a precursor to the tabloid. I mean, now we know where the Trumps got their money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mentioned Chicago. It's, it's all those moon rocks, you see? Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> but just, so. I pissed off half of our audience there, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyhow, so, we, you know, the, the thing is, folks, over here, we, we talk about fake doctors. We talk about this. We talk about all sorts of weird stuff and a lot of tech stuff. Um, and it was kind of interesting doing some research for this. So. I came across, like, when it comes to mis- and disinformation and stuff like that, just the interwebs of things, anyhow. Um, Wired. Um, Paris Martineau wrote an article in December of 2019. Um, Internet deception is here to say, so now what do we do? I mean, you know. know. (laughs) The internet deception is here to stay. Like, if that's not clickbait, I don't know what is. Well, no, it was, so, you know, it, th- this gets into, you know, fake followers, news, foreign influence, well, you, you name it. But it, it was kind of interesting because in 2010, you know, they had basically 75% of adults were online. And then we moved to app-based engagement, right, with the internet. So you, yeah. you, you didn't have to be in front of a computer anymore. You had this thing in your pocket now all the time. and. Oh, yeah, it's constant. I mean, we we live on our phones, you know, endlessly scrolling social media and whatnot. But this is this one stood out to me and our listeners. And you'll know for sure why this little piece stood out to me in the article. So the Pew Research Center asked nearly 900 leading tech folks and 85 percent said by 2020 social benefit of the Internet would outweigh, you know, any of the negatives. And then the quote under there is, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if it was written in 2019, I, I appreciate the tongue-in-cheek character because here in 2022. Well, no, uh, the Pew Research thing was done, or, or that was a, by, they, that was ten, that was several years prior. So that was a yeah. quote that he pulled out, and this was written okay, in 19. So, yeah. yeah, and contextually then at the time, that was probably more sarcastic than forecasting. Right. Uh, yeah. No deception on the internet. It, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. You know, it like, it, man, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. There's so much running through, whether it be like catfishing. Right. Right. So yeah, you hop online, you pretend to be somebody you're not, right. um, you know, or just these fake, fake accounts people create to troll people or, um, you know, me- mechanical accounts and bots and things that are there simply to provide kind of a group think bandwagon or straight mentality. up, straight up stolen identities. I mean, there was a whole case of that. Well, yeah, I mean, identity thing where, is huge. And then, you know, if you get into like phishing, email phishing and stuff to steal credentials and identifying information or bank accounts or whatnot, or even, you know, d- deceptive URLs, right? Like you've got, um, it's not typo jacking. It's uh, 
what's the, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm typo squatting. Sorry. Well, I well, always well, get those confused. What's that? So that would be like purchasing a URL that has an intentional misspelling. Mm. Um, that So it looks like, like instead of Microsoft.com, it'd be like Microsoft.com. So gotcha. like a dyslexic moment that at a glance looks like the legitimate thing. Um, and there are more sophisticated versions of that as well. But, you know, and then you duplicate the web page and people go, oh, I'm at the Microsoft thing. I'll plug in all my information. You know, it's, it's full of deception. Like there's traps and pitfalls at every corner of the Internet. Uh, and people just gleefully go about their business and, and don't check these things. And, and then, you know, most people, thankfully, um, aren't targeted specifically. And then, you know, an unfortunate few just fall into traps. Well, and it and was suddenly. So the other thing they, they referenced for a while, yeah. they, they referenced a, a, a Washington post, a WAPO piece um, that they started doing, you know, a number of years back. Basically, I'm trying to look for the reference of when they threw this out there, I'll find it for you. But it was basically what was fake on the internet this week, you know, from pregnant, tri pregnant tarantulas to like the fried chicken Oreo thing, you know, tongue in cheek stuff. Yeah. Very, very satire onion stuff and all this. And, you know, and I commend everybody for going, okay, oh, ha, 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 somebody, we've done a few of these things. Like, holy shit, this is crazy. People fell for this or they, you know, or, or. April Fools, you know, or yeah. episode around April Fools, all fun and games. Until it's not right. It, you know, yeah. I, I can't tell you the number of times uh, because it's embarrassing uh, that friends of mine have posted <clears throat> content from places like the onion, uh, um, thinking that it's real because we can circle back to, you know, things like confirmation bias. You know, they have this expectation in their head of what the world should be which I kind of talked about before the break, they see a thing and immediately are like, ha ha, that's reality. Not even realizing they're on a satire or parody website. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, you know, critical thinking stops the moment you're right for a lot of people. Or, or just proves your point to yourself. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. it, it, it stops when you're correct. You know, you go, to oh, you. I'm just going to figure out that I, I'm correct. I'm going to find one piece of supporting information that aligns with my worldview and I'm done. I'm not going to look any further because I don't want somebody to change my mind. Even if there's a fact or, or reality says I'm wrong. I just want to be right. Egos get involved in this stuff. Human nature. And we stop. Yeah, we do. We're lazy. Like we're, we're creatures of habit and pattern and everything else because we're lazy. Like by definition, our brains kind of try and make sense of the world and make everything as easy as possible to, 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 to go through the motions till we die. <laughs> Yeah, so click like here I, for I'm that. I'm not blaming people. I'm not yeah. necessarily attacking individuals uh, because it's just in our nature to do so because we can't. There's so much information. Like if we look around the room right now, there's 40 different glowing sources of light and buttons and, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of buttons and multiple screens and all this other stuff. And it's so much information. Our brain ignores 90% of it constantly. You know, we yeah. can focus on one thing at a time. Like these people, I'm a multitasker. No, you're not. You might be able to be, you're organized enough to keep track of the task you're doing. But believe me, you're doing one task and one task only at a time. You might be rapidly switching back and forth. Right. But for the most part, you're doing one task. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, I forget the name of the uh, psychological effect or phenomenon, but a lot of people listening would be familiar with this. There was a video years back 
um, of a group of people playing basketball. And it was, it was simply like count the number of players or count the number of passes they make in this 30 second clip. And then at the end of it, it's like, how many of you saw the gorilla? And you go, what the fuck? Yeah. I do. This is actually, yeah, I'm remembering. Yeah. This a and, bit, yeah. and because in the middle of this like high school basketball game, this dude in a gorilla suit dances through the scene that you're watching. Uh, and because your mind is preoccupied with the task of counting or doing whatever, I can't remember specifically what it was. 90% of people don't even notice the gorilla hmm. and the 10% that do probably weren't actually doing the task they were tasked to do. Interesting. And I go, what the fuck is the gorilla there? But most people, uh, and there've been variations on, on that, uh, particular, uh, experiment over time. And then it, um, what's the other phenomenon? Change blindness is another really fun one to look into when you try and understand like the way our brain simplifies the stimulus it receives for us to function day in, day out. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really cool. I won't go down that rabbit hole right now in the interest of time. But yeah, we, this is turned into when it goes to the internet, right? I mean, so, and this, this Wired magazine that references, you know, what the Facebook did their crackdown. I think Mark removed like two people, you know, that were fake and said he'd try harder next time. I mean, two out of three billions. Yeah. I mean, it was probably more than that, but you know, how did you, you know, I'm being a little facetious, but no, you know, know, anybody that listens to us knows I'm not a big, I don't think they're, they, they always do the most the best job, let's say, and we'll still, we'll have a few more times to cover the topic that it's going to come up. I'm sure this year, a few more times, Well, yeah, I mean, but it does, it, it asks you like, you know, YouTube tries pretty hard. And I think YouTube recognized that, you know, if you're going to rely on a measurement of just views or whatever, that when you get bots and trolls and all this other fakery going on, you know, your platform's at risk. Because you don't, you, now you actually have to solve, like, is this real? Like, is it really amplifying because of this? What is the video? Yeah, no, is this been being manipulated by external factors that aren't authentic, legitimate users? Right. Um, foreign actors, governments, you know, state actors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're not um, even talking about, like, the dog you, wagging the tail. We're talking about, like... You know, somebody just picked the, the dog up. The tail's <laughs> wagging the fucking dog at that point. Well, they just, um, they're, they're, somebody picked the dog up and they're just shaking the fucking thing. It's like no one knows what the hell's going on. They replaced it with a dog that was spray painted to look like the dog it was supposed to be. Correct. What, 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 that was a, what movie was that? Meet the Fockers. It was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cat. But, you know, like, ah, this is Binksy or whatever the hell. Binksy. That's it's probably funny. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's very dangerous. And they do have, I think they have a, a, a moral if not legal responsibility to kind of police this stuff, you know, it, it's been such a hot topic in the last year or so, oh, you know, <laughs> first <laughs> amendment, my freedoms and, and don't even get me started shit. on that. Uh, but <laughs> like <laughs> most of the people crying foul, I, I think don't, I won't say they're incapable of understanding because I don't want to insult people. I don't want to call people stupid. I don't think that's the case. I just don't think they're used to looking at the world in a more macro sense. Fair enough. You know, because again, we're lazy. We, the world is what it is. And, you know, I remember I grew up in the eighties and we all had, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all this information. We didn't have so many things. So whoever you were surrounded by and whoever, you know, your neighborhood was like that very much influenced your world, world viewpoint. 
and short of the newspaper getting dropped at the door or a, a number of news stations, you didn't really see any information outside of your local ecosystem. Uh, and so you'd have these pockets all over the place of, of everybody thinking that everybody, you know, behaved like them, ate like them, dressed mm-hmm. like them, you know, like life was just life in those pockets. And so of course, like we do that, like it's tribalism to some degree. Right. Uh, you, you, you surround yourself by other people and generally there you go. Well, and survival uh, and survival, yeah. which is part of it is a key component. But so I, I don't fault people for this. Uh, it frustrates me that they can't take a step back and go, wait a second. Let me really examine what might be going on and do some research and figure out, oh, there are thousands of accounts promoting this idea that are coming from a single source. So it creates the illusion that so many people think this way or this idea is is real or correct or factual or what have you. And then you're inundated with that constantly, 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 constantly. You know, it's like Goebbels and the big lie concept. Yeah, from or everybody's running Nazi that Germany way, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we tend to, like, it wears down our defenses and we stop, we stop questioning it. We stop examining it and just go, well, this must be, and there's no conscious point, I don't think, where people go, this must be the right thing. It's simply, we've been presented with that information from so many different directions and so many times our brain just says, fuck it. Well, that's got to be what's right. In in to add some danger to this, right? And I think this has been cited and I I don't have notes up in front of me, but my recollection would say when you share something or somebody online that you know, recommends something or shares something, you put a lot more credibility into that. It carries the weight of that relationship, which you, you know, Right. I've, I've gotten into very heated discussions with friends of mine about that. Right. Um, that, you know, without calling anybody out, I've had friends that would read a headline and share it. And in whether that was through a confirmation bias motivation or whatnot, I've had friends claim, oh, I just share things on my wall so I can go back and read them later. And I'm, I'm like, just open a word document and like, copy the links and go back or text them to yourself, email them to yourself, what have you. Hmm. Uh, because I am a very passionate about that. Like, you lend your credibility. The moment you share a thing online through social media, especially if it's a news article, you know, if it's a TikTok video that speaks to who you are, what you find funny or amusing or right. entertaining. But if you, if you share information online, you are lending your credibility to that piece of information, whether intentionally or not. And I think it's very important that people appreciate the gravity of what that means. Well, in the context, actually, and let me just interject here for a second, the context of, you know, the Facebook being your, your newsfeed. So somehow you're, you are curating the news and you are sharing your credibility for what you're sharing on your, your, I mean, that's what they call it. They call it the fucking newsfeed, even though they, they're not news. I think Twitter little bit of a different approach. They call it your wall. Yeah. And then I think on your side, they call it your news feed, but that's really just like what's going on with people you follow. Right. But Uh, to your point, absolutely. You have to be extremely careful, I think, with this stuff and actually, you know, know the source of the source. Know know who you are engaging, where'd you get it from, and then, or, or you get into either the telephone game 
or you, or you're just being trolled and botted and you're getting the shit manipulated out of you. And, you know, I was going to say, it's not even trolled or bought. You're, you're being manipulated to then become part of this, mm-hmm. this mechanism that's used to deceive people. And, and I think that's where the problem lies is. And, and to your point from way back when, which is always stuck in my brain is they see more behind that web of shares, engagements, they see all the pieces of the conversation they, they see. And I say, they, yeah, and I hate, yeah. I hate using the word they, the big, typically that's going to be <laughs> the big brother, the big right. brother. No, well, but quite honestly, that's going to be AI. That's sometimes going to be a human, but typically the, the, the thing you're engaging in, whatever social thing you're engaging in has pieces of all of the conversations and the conversations thereafter, which always stuck in my brain when you made that point, because yeah, no, that's, that's big data. One I want, right. It's, it's you and I have a conversation online right. through a social platform. We look at it very myopically. We, we see right? it. it's, it's you and me We're yeah. doing a thing, but then they see three of my other friends and four of your other friends are having a conversation the same way. And an algorithm says, let's put these people together and let's do that because their, their primary objective is is securing engagement essentially and selling ads to generate revenue like right. what's the most important thing in any business making fucking money right um and so it 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 blindly and indiscriminately just says keep these people together and it'll also say because they've discovered this um take these people that are diametrically opposed yeah, and yeah. make them fight um, because everybody likes to watch a train wreck. Yeah. You know, especially passively from the comfort of your own home with a, a certain level of anonymity behind it. Um, yeah. And then you end up rubbernecking. Yeah. And so like, this becomes incredibly toxic because it either, you know, presents you with just wildly different viewpoints that are conflicting by design or absolute confirmation and <laughs> in, in surrounding you with just 100% like-minded people correct? in a mathematical sense. Uh, neither of which is very healthy uh, for human growth or the exploration of thought and ideas. Uh, and it's dangerous. I mean, it's, it's very, very dangerous. So again, you know, I'm not sure. I think we've lost kind of the original point, but I think these companies, well, let me see if I can bring this back moral and ethical obligation to kind of monitor what goes on in, 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 of course to, they do police what is on their content and you're on their platforms. I should say. Well, in, 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 in either way. Right. So if I, if I lean back into, we'll look at, you know, foreign interference. Okay. Whether or not that was with the Brexit, whether or not that was with the 2016 election, I'm basically going to say it existed. And if the companies didn't know that this was going on, they need to get their shit together. And if they did know, we need to know that they knew. Yeah. Because the consequences, and, and let me, for our listeners, and we, we, and we know tonight that, you know, we typically put this podcast out on, on Thursday, and tomorrow is 1-6. The consequences couldn't be more severe and more critically dangerous right now in these times that we live in. If And, and I don't think this is like, oh, you know, big government around the world solves this in the next little while. This is going to take a, a collective consciousness of people understanding yes. that, that, oh, yeah. that the tail's wagging the, do- the fucking dog. And, yeah. and, and you know, why, why would we engage in traditional war when we can 
they bring countries down by making them fight amongst themselves. You know, and that's really kind of where this is headed. It's use all of these platforms that 24 seven were engaged in. Like people can't take a piss without checking their Facebook or their Instagram or Twitter or what Tinder, what have you. Like we're constantly engaging with these services. And so people are manipulating them, whether it be for profit or political gain or influence or anything else. And th- th- that's so much more dangerous. Right. This was all fun and fucking games when it was like, sell you a pair of skinny jeans and, you know, and, and a new iPhone or whatever. Right. But now that we're in this political realm and stuff's happening to governments, like quite honestly, like between the stuff that fall out with Brexit and what goes on over in the EU and all that kind of stuff, let alone what happened here and coming up on this, this tragic anniversary of one six here. And the only thing I can equate it to is that that was just a peaceful protest. Yeah. Whatever. Damn. The only thing I can equate it to is that, you know, when the family airs their, their, their laundry or their, or their, their stuff gets out and someone figures out how to pull on the threads and then how to manipulate it. And the family just starts fighting amongst itself. That's fucking dangerous. Cause you're going to, the family's going to be broken up. Yeah. No, I know. I know lots of people that have had falling out with family members and whatnot over over. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, extrapolate into a big way. I mean, when there's an attack on the capital in this country, it's not only frightening and embarrassing and it just shakes me to my core. Quite honestly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't think we need to get too deep in no. the subject matter, but yeah, what happened a year ago, we at least um, need to acknowledge it because, it's you know, Oh, hundred percent. You know, I spent that entire day uh, on the phone on and off with you quite yeah. a bit. Uh, and I had four, five different screens in front of me at one point watching yeah, different that. news feeds and different things. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty traumatizing to some degree, you know, I'm sure people chuckle when they hear me say that. And then, you know, it, 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 it truly was, yeah. you know, you're going this country that we all love so much um, is to the point where we're so divided that this is, this is what's happening. My guy didn't win. I'm, I'm going to overthrow the government no. is basically it. And that is completely unacceptable on either side. Correct. I think one of the worst things that ever happened to us is this bullshit two-party system we have. Uh, but that's a discussion for another time. Right. But to split it down the middle and make us fight amongst ourselves. But given the lo- given the sad. lives and, lost and, and the, the fact and that the people, damage. people just, they embrace it, it pisses There's me off even There's more. There's a few, yeah. Um, uh, my way is right. My way is right. No. No, you don't. Yeah. It's like compromise is is Correct. right. You know, we're, we're not all going to get exactly what we want. And again, I think it's ego driven. I think, you know, people just want the world to be the way they want it to be. And unfortunately, that's that's not ever going to be reality. Right. Uh, so we have to find compromise in both directions uh, to be successful and, and prosperous and have any longevity in society. And I'm not and I'm not I'm not, you know, pointing a finger and blaming this or big tech or what have you, but it is rather scary, you know, because all of these pieces have fit together in such a way that could create just such a whirlwind of, of such a tragedy. 
and it would it would be lost not to have to look at if we don't look at all the components and and look to getting some of the answers of how did this thing snowball to the point that it did i, I think we're potentially in like on the prefaces of some serious trouble yeah and yeah at some point um if 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 you know information certain information isn't unearthed or confirmed or anything else then we will reach a point of no return correct and you know at the risk of sounding like conspiracy theorists like i don't want to get there neither do i because uh, that's not a, that's not a risk for the, just this country that's that's any country i mean correct any government system right wrong or indifferent which is frightening and it's it's not again it's not just big tech it's it's how communication and global travel and campaigns and politics and policy and all that stuff's written around the globe. I think we need some, some higher up thinking and some, yeah, you know, we, we need reality check of legislation or thinking or both to catch up with the speed of technology uh, because one happens at an exponential rate and the other one tends right. to be a long, slow bureaucratic process. And honestly, I will say this: some genuine leadership, which I have been, you know, I have seen, you know, and I, I won't name names, but there are some fantastically good leaders that we have in this country that are still trying to do the hard work and do the thing. And, you know, I think that's hopefully they, you know, that prevails. Yeah. I hope so as well. On both, on both sides, you know, so. Mm, correct. I don't know, not to get so macabre on folks, but. <laughs> yeah, we, taking it, a detour, but it, did, it, it, it needed to be mentioned because. It was a horrible thing that happened a year ago. Never in my lifetime did I think I would see a thing. No, me no. neither. No, it was it was every bit as shocking as as nine eleven to me personally. I mean, well, yeah, this, or more or more so. This, just more. This escalated quickly and has gone completely sideways. Yeah. And you know, call it what you want. Um, it, it, it was a coup attempt. I'm sorry if you. Yeah you know, are chanting to hang and murder people and you're actually breaking into a building uh, and, and chanting those killing things. people. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to go take backsies. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. a joke. We were, we were upset. Okay. Well, you were upset. We, we, we all get upset from time to time. Um, that's called life. And Correct. we have to deal with it in productive, constructive ways, lest we lose it all. So, so I, that's, that's about all I have to say on the matter. Well, shall we leave it there and, you know, may tomorrow be tomorrow and move on? Yeah, I think that's uh, probably a great place to leave off. So without further ado, till next time, until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions.
be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 